Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Be on a college campus uh, during these two years of pandemic. This is something, a topic we've addressed with a lot of guests, obviously, recently in 2020 and 2021. What is it like, particularly to have been a student journalist and have been gathering information from your peers and your colleagues and your other friends on campus uh, during these uh, pandemic years? Well, uh, our guests this morning are going to talk a little bit about that. Alicia Tarver is a recent graduate of Penn State Greater Allegheny. She she is the winner of a new state journalism award uh, through the uh, Pennsylvania News Media Association. Uh, good morning, Alicia. Good morning, Jason. Also on the line with us this morning is Rosemary Martinelli. She is a lecturer in communications at Penn State Greater Allegheny here in McKeesport. She's also a business and faculty advisor for the Gazette, Greater Allegheny's student newspaper. Uh, good morning, Rosemary. Good morning, Jason. Glad to be here with you. Well, um, thank you both for being here. First things first, uh, Alicia, congratulations on the award. It is uh, the Diverse Student Journalism Award from the Pennsylvania News Media Association Foundation. Um, When did you find out that you had uh, won this award and who nominated you? Um, So Rosemary Martinelli nominated me. Mm -hmm. Um, The funny thing was she came into my office and my coworker was in a meeting and I could tell she was excited. And she's like, can I, can I talk to you? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And she's like, you won. You're the first winner in the whole state, yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And then she's like, and then they give you a $500 prize too. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's nice too, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was nice to. What was the, what so was the, was what nice was the work to, for? What, what was the award for? It was for my um, coverage on the newspaper. I took the lead on campus initiatives, and I covered the campus's Crossing Bridges Summit, specifically the year where they covered Black Women's Health. Explain a little bit about the Crossing Bridges Summit, because we've had some of the speakers on here, and and we have written about it at at Tube City Online. But for the benefit of listeners on the radio stations, uh, uh, talk a little bit about who the Crossing Bridges Summit brings together. So the Crossing Bridges Summit is a social justice collective. It was started, God, is it going on like seven years now? It started in the fall of 2017 at the campus. So, yeah, about oh, five, five years. Yeah, five, five years. Five years. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm okay. giving a little bit more life than it needs. No, it, started okay. by, it was started by Dr. Edmondson. I got involved um, actually with the Cornell West's appearance. Um, didn't have much to do with the planning, but I was a part of the student group that actually got to meet him. Um, and just being a part of that conversation really, like, intrigued me. So I've been a part of it ever since. I joined the committee the next semester as a student member. You mentioned Dr. Cornell West, one of the speakers. Uh, I believe Michael Eric Dyson was one of those speakers as well. Um, uh, Angela Davis uh, was one of the speakers one year. Uh, Some some big heavy hitters have come into Penn State Greater Allegheny to participate in those summits. It also brings together the community, though, correct? Correct. Yeah, it's usually a pretty big turnout. Um, They Before the pandemic, they hosted it in the gymnasium. Um, Angela Davis and Michael Eric Dyson were actually before my time. I Mm -hmm. think she came the semester before I started. 
She didn't. Yeah. 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 She was in the, I believe, because uh, Dyson was the fall of 2017. She was the fall of 2018. And then Cornell West was the fall of 2019. And then, of course, we had the pandemic in the spring and we had to curtail anything that was in person as a result of that. But yes. When, when he came, that was the fall of uh, 2019. But but it has continued, though, and, and the events have, mm-hmm. have gone yeah. online um, as, as well. We're talking uh, – the voice you just heard is Rosemary Martinelli. She's a lecturer in communications at Penn State Greater Allegheny in McKeesport. Also on the line with us is Alicia Tarver, who is class of 2021 and is now working uh, for Penn State Greater Allegheny at the J. Clarence Kelly Library. Uh, Alicia is the winner of the first Diverse Student Journalism Award from the Pennsylvania News Media Association. Uh, she was nominated by uh, Rosemary Martinelli, uh, lecturer in communications and faculty advisor for the student newspaper. Uh, Alicia, uh, how did you become interested in writing, I guess is my first question. Um, well, let me back up from that even. Where, whereabouts did you grow up? Where, where is home for you? Uh, so home for me is Feral PA. Mm-hmm. It's about an hour from Pittsburgh. Beaver County, is that? Um, it's Mercer County, Mercer actually. County, okay. okay. Yeah, it's right next to Lawrence County. Okay. Um, but born and raised there. I've lived other places, but majority of my life I spent growing up there. Um, I've actually been writing since I was a kid. It started out as I would write letters to my dad. And then I had a cousin who was kind of a strain and me and her communicated that way. Um, and then just, I think reading too. my mom, we always had like a big library growing up and she was in college when I was younger. So we spent a lot of time at the library. So just literature words kind of been my thing for a long time. Um, in ninth grade, I actually started out as a journalist for the newspaper. I was the only ninth grader on the paper, the only one probably who wanted to actually be there. A lot of people, I feel like we're doing it for credit. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. sure, <laughs> that continued. Um, I wrote for that newspaper for a while. And then my senior year was actually my senior project. I was the editor of the newspaper. So then journalism was always like a dream of mine. It was actually originally what I was going to when I graduated high school, I didn't go right off to college. I was going to go to Kent for journalism, but the money never worked out. So when I went back to school as an adult learner, I was like, where were you the most happy at? And it was when I thought I was going to school for journalism at Kent. So I started out at YSU in journalism, but I wanted to move to Pittsburgh because it was more stuff to do up here. I had friends up here, felt a little bit better, like mental health wise. Mm-hmm. So moved up here and Penn State Greater Allegheny was one of the cheapest schools up here. So it was actually just somewhere that kind of had the program was manageable financially and kind of just fell in love with the community and I'm still here. haven't left. <laughs> I, I think affordable is the word they prefer to use. But, yeah, it, 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 is a, it is a value to have a Penn State Commonwealth campus right here in, in McKeesport for us. And, of course, there are also Commonwealth campuses throughout the state. Uh, Alicia Tarver is uh, one of our guests this morning. She's with Penn State Greater Allegheny. Who were some writers or authors who spoke to you when you were a young adult and teenage years? Um, honestly, I didn't really like focus on authors. I still kind of don't. It's more like the pieces and the information. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say now though, I do follow a lot of black feminists, um, a lot of like black or a lot of um, black digital feminist professionals, I guess I would say. Can't think of the correct word for that. But um, like Sophia Noble, um, Kimberly Crenshaw. um, I've been getting into a lot of like Audre Lorde and even James Baldwin. Um, But Really, I think growing up for me, I was more into like fiction. I'm big on storytelling and narratives. So kind of like anything. Um, I know Tia Williams, she wrote the Itchick series when I was younger. And 
now she wrote an adult like romance novel for black women. So um, I guess that's really the only person that's kind of stuck with me. <laughs> I, I was going to ask if, if, you, if you felt more called to nonfiction or fiction, given that you've got this background in journalism. But you, you, I think you've answered that question. It's the storytelling that you're attracted to. Exactly. Yeah, I can do a nonfiction book as long as there's like a story or some type of narrative with it. I just don't like to get like just straight information, I guess. <laughs> uh, in, in terms of journalism, what do you, what do you remember growing up? Um, you're a little bit younger than me. Uh, so when I grew up, we had a lot of newspapers in the house. But I, I think by the time you were growing up, probably that was less of a thing. Did you, Were a lot of news coming into the house as well? I actually, when I was in sixth grade, I had a paper route. Okay. So Delivering which I'm, one? Which paper? Do you remember? It was the Sharon Herald. Okay. We only had one newspaper. And then I forget what Youngstown's paper is. We would get that sometimes, too. I want to say it's like the Youngstown Tribune. The, Vindic- the Vindicator, sure. probably. The Vindicator. Well, yeah. wow, that was completely off. Yeah, the yeah. Vindicator. Yeah. Um, we would get that sometimes, too. But mostly it was the Sharon Herald was everything relevant to us. Um but, yeah, I had a paper route. So my grandmother was big on the newspaper. She would always get it every day or she would send me to the store, like, when I was younger before I had the route, like, to go get it for. So, yeah, I'm very familiar with the newspaper. And and, and how did you consume news? Uh, social media, Internet, TV, radio, some mix? I'm just curious. I'm, I'm just it's, – it's a curiosity for me. Um, so I won't say I wasn't so much concerned about, like, the news or information – probably until I got to college. Um, it wasn't something that I was really concerned with, or I kind of just got it like passively, probably through like TV, television news. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother, my mother, they were big on like watching the news. Mm-hmm. It was always, I remember it always being on as a kid, but um, I just kind of like passively collected news media. And I would say probably mostly from just my parents. Uh, we have a break coming up, but I want to explore this a little bit more because I, I, I think it's interesting how people have evolved. Uh, Rosemary Martinelli, uh, lecturer in communications at uh, Penn State Greater Allegheny, um, you've been teaching for a while. Have, have you noticed a shift in how uh, students are consuming news? You know, it, it is interesting. Uh, I think there have been studies that say that um, Americans follow and consume news or that we as human beings follow and consume news in very different ways. Um, I know the Columbia Journalism Review did a study uh, a few years ago uh, along uh, reported on a study by the Media Insight Project that says, you know, there really isn't a different way that anybody consumes news with older Americans or older adults consume news one way, younger people consume it another way. And I think the study showed that there is not too much difference. Um, One of the things that I do find often uh, that I think that that um, talk is, is that is that it has the pendulum swung too far into the digital side, you know, that nothing really replaces really good writing. And and there is some really good writing on the digital side. I mean, we have that um, with you and the work that you do, Public Source, a lot of those other um, platforms just within our, our local area as well. But I think as the sphere of media changes, how we interact with it changes. Um, so what I see oftentimes with students is, yeah, the um, – the phone, the phone is always there and the phone has um, uh, information pushed to it. It's 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 where you get that information. Are you getting it from reliable um, 
sources, sometimes what we call legacy media. Legacy media is, of course, on the digital platform as well. Legacy media being our traditional, what we would consume as, as um, traditional newspapers and radio and television and the rest. So it's it's really fun making sure that we all become very media literate. Let, let's pause right there. We're talking with uh, Rosemary Martinelli and Alicia Tarver. Uh, they are both at Penn State Greater Allegheny. Uh, Alicia is a member of the class of 2021. She now works for the university. She is also the winner of the first Diverse Student Journalist Award from the Pennsylvania News Media Association. We're talking about the role of journalism on a college campus um, and and what lessons uh, Alicia and uh, Rosemary both took away from this COVID-19 pandemic. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, and Tube City Online Radio. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Support for this broadcast comes from Strifler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Strifler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Strifler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Strifler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifler's.com or call 412-678-6191. We're talking about student journalism. Uh, Alicia is a recent graduate of Penn State who is now working at the J. Clarence Kelly Library on the McKeesport campus. She's also the winner of the Diverse Student Journalist Award, the first winner of the Diverse Student Journalist Award offered by the Pennsylvania News Media Association for her work in covering the Crossing Bridget Summit speaker series on the Penn State Greater Allegheny campus, as well as uh, writing about the, the, the community engagement and about black women's health uh, in the Pittsburgh area, uh, which was the focus of Crossing Bridges in 2020-2021. Uh, Alicia, let me ask you a little bit about the pandemic and how it affected, um, I believe, what would have been what your the end of your junior year at Penn State uh, when the pandemic, uh, when the lockdowns hit, especially in, in 2020. Uh, how did that affect y- your studies and your classes and your writing? Um, I think it actually like helped my writing. Um, it okay. gave me more to write about, and my writing gave me an outlet for everything like I was experiencing emotionally. Um, but it was hard too because my job I went remote, and I think school was like coming here was like I don't want to say like school was therapy, but it was kind of like an outlet, something else, somewhere else to come and have conversation. So of course, in like Zoom classes, my classmates weren't as involved and. I didn't want to be as involved. Everybody was going through stuff. Um, didn't see certain people for weeks. Didn't know what was going on. So much had like changed. And then just trying to trying to graduate and still trying to do well. Um, wanting to come out of the pandemic not completely messed up academically and trying to graduate on time. Um, I would say like I'm glad I made it through it, but it did kind of add some like mental fatigue to me now that I'm done with school. That was the question that I was going to ask because it's it's something that has come up, I believe, in journalism circles has been um, for professional as well as student journalists. Not that student journalists aren't professionals, uh, but for people who are full time in, in the field as well as uh, people who are part time, it, it was stressful writing about. I mean, like, like you said, there was a lot to write about, but 
it was stressful to write about. There was so much uncertainty and, and the, the, the details were changing from day to day. The, the, the news, from especially from like Italy, uh, which is where the pandemic seemed to really first take hold, um, at, at least in my memory, uh, was, was fairly scary. Um, Alicia, as a student journalist, how did you find yourself – how were you gathering information for, for stories that you were writing? Phone, email, Zoom – um, yes. So most of the interviews I conducted were over Zoom, were over Zoom, mm-hmm. or um, I would do it over Google Voice because they have like a recording option on there. Um, I will say though, it does kind of spoil you doing record. I mean, doing like interviews on Zoom. So now when I go to like events in person, I have to like stop every well not stop everything but like make sure everybody's paying attention to me like hey can i record this for my notes like in zoom it's just like i have one person it is a little bit easier to do interviews that way so that was a that was a benefit of it how, how often get everybody's undivided attention <laughs> how, you, uh, you were involved with the uh penn state greater allegheny uh newspaper the the, the gazette uh how how often does the paper come out and is is it physical paper or digital paper um, so during the pandemic, it was a digital one. Um, we would send out a PDF copy to the campus community, and then we would post articles on to the uh, web web platform. We would post them individually. Those would usually get posted throughout the month. Um, but we tried to publish monthly. Some months we would miss, but I'd say we pretty much publish mm-hmm. monthly. Um, and now, after the pandemic, Rosemary was nice enough to get them all printed for us. So we all have the ones from the pandemic. And then going forward, we're getting them printed as well. So, so you actually have a permanent uh, – so the website ever goes away, you have a permanent record of it. Yeah, I was telling her because she was bringing some copies down for the library to catalog. And I was like, I have so many at home. I can just give them some of mine. <laughs> you never know how many you're going to need when, you know, an employer or someone says, do you have a hard copy you can give me that I, in case I don't mail it back to you? So she has some to use. Uh, so I appreciate it. I got to show my family. I sent a couple to my father. So. Uh, Alicia Tarver is uh, one of our guests this morning. She is a 2021 graduate of Penn State. Uh, she is working at the Greater Allegheny Campus now. She's also the winner of the Diverse Student Journalist Award from the Pennsylvania News Media Association, the first winner uh, of, of that award from the PNA Foundation through the Keystone Media Awards Contest. Also on the line with us this morning is Rosemary Martinelli. She's a lecturer in communications and business, and she's faculty advisor for Greater Allegheny Student newspaper. Um, Rosemary, what kind of record will 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, will people mm-hmm. see in the student newspaper uh, at Greater Allegheny? What, what, will be the, what will the story that the stories will tell of, of the pandemic and, and how students and faculty adapted to it? You know, that's an excellent question. I would hope that people would look at it and, and read it and then see beyond it. Uh, one of the things that I think that's most important is, you know, a student like Alicia and her other colleagues, you know, it was not a large team of students who put this together. Um, I always say it's, it's a small dedicated group that oftentimes, uh, makes all the difference in the world. The, the stories behind, I hope people would think that the stories behind how they had to do this and why they did this and that the, the same important, um, values that good, accurate, 
uh, writing, um, honest, ethical journalism is is part of what they what they contributed during that period and continue to contribute. Um, the students, um, the new students, it's, it's always in the succession planning as students graduate and as new students come in. It's always a challenge, you know, to pull the team together. But we still have, you know, a, a small and intrepid band, band of student reporters who still are working really hard and we still cover uh, pieces of the COVID um, pandemic because pieces of it is, are still with us as we know. So they always look at an update and they always look at say, what does the COVID dashboard show and, mm-hmm. and how are people doing and, and follow up? What's it like to not wear a mask anymore, to have a mask optional? So it's, it's looking at those kind of stories, the same kind of stories, the same kind of questions that professionals ask are the same ones that I encourage the students to ask as well, to make sure that, that we are seen as a source and that maybe 10 years down the road, someone will say, what did they do mm-hmm. on campus and how did students react and what were the, the thoughts that were going through their heads? So I think that like any good uh, consumer of media, think in your mind as you're reading this, you know, what did it take to put the story together? And what did it take to um, be able to write objectively? Not just uh, as Alicia said, you know, some of it was scary and some of it was uncertain. And and I taught online before I I, I came to Penn State Greater Allegheny. I taught as an, as an adjunct professor for many years. I come from a professional background like you do as well, too. I worked in television news and radio news and print and, and, and media and and the question then always is, you know, how do we adapt, you know, to that particular change and, and so forth? So I think it's important that we always remember that it isn't just a publication on our campus where you're going to write recipes and fashion notes, although there might be a fashion story that might be important. But it is about what is what, what is our role in the world and what's happening with us and how does that fit into the bigger scheme? Uh, and, I'm sorry, into the bigger sphere of 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 real life what's happening off the campus and what's the impact to us on the campus so i would hope that that's what people would see is that we were part of the larger story as well and that we dealt with it in the ways that we needed to deal with it and how we would report on it in factual accurate and objective ways we're talking with alicia tarver and rosemary martinelli from penn state greater allegheny you're tuned to two rivers 30 minutes broadcasting from the tube city center for business and innovation in downtown mckeesport We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And we're back for a final few minutes with our guest this morning, Alicia Tarver from Penn State Greater Allegheny, also on the line with us, Rosemary Martinelli, also at Penn State Greater Allegheny. Uh, Alicia, you, you won the Diverse Student Journalism Award from the Pennsylvania News Media Association, the f- first of these awards that they've given out. I believe it's sponsored through the uh, Lenfest uh, Foundation. Um, you are now working at the J. Clarence Kelly Library there at uh, the Penn State Greater Allegheny campus. Um, are you still writing? Is is it's interesting to me that I, I also worked in the library when I was a student journalist. <laughs> so um, that that seems like a not uncommon uh, pathway. Um, people who are interested in words, people who are interested in research. There's a lot of overlap there between journalism and working in a library. Have Have you thought about? Uh, Wanting to pursue journalism again as a career path at some point, or um, are, are the career opportunities limited right now? Um, 
No. So yes and no. I definitely wouldn't want to pursue like a full-time career as a journalist, but I would love to like freelance write, um, be like a featured writer for different publications. Um, and I kind of want to start my own publication. I've been working on building my own website and trying to build my own portfolio. Um, again, I'll mention that I feel like I'm going through a lot of like mental fatigue. So to kind of like generate ideas is kind of hard, but if Rosemary gives me an assignment, I can do that. So I am still um, covering the Crossing Bridges Summit. They actually just concluded um, for the year. So I'll probably take a little break for the summer unless some other like the EIA initiative comes up that I'm interested in. But right now I'm just writing about the stuff that I'm passionate about. Um, The the, the art at the library. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I didn't mean that. I was just going to say right now at the library, though, um, I do have like space to read. So I'm doing a lot of research in the meantime. Yeah, the, the articles I believe you won the award for from the PNA uh, were about the year that the Crossing Bridges Summit, as you mentioned, I think previously, was talking about Black women's health. How did that affect you? How, how what, what did you learn, and how did it affect you both intellectually and emotionally? Um, so not being from Pittsburgh and having such a love of it and this being like a place I feel like I kind of grew up, I felt with the, with the report that it based the, um, panelists off of, I kind of felt like betrayed and it just really like bothered me. So the one fact is that Pittsburgh has a birth, I'm sorry, has a black maternal death rate that's 97% higher than other cities. And it's like, people were shocked, but it's like, even for an educated woman like myself, a person who not saying like education should save you or somebody who is uneducated shouldn't be saved, but they, they, they tell you that's how you do it. You do everything that they tell you, you do it all right. And you can still go to a hospital and die while having a baby. And then with the hospitals being such a huge present here, presence, having such a huge presence here, it bothered me a lot. Um, so that one really got me interested. It was the first one. Um, I forget the name of the young woman who was from Chicago. So Chicago, like mater- black maternal health association and um, Tammy Thompson, who's right here in Pittsburgh for, I think her organization is catapult Pittsburgh. Um, when they talked about the economic outcomes for black women and just being, just listening to those panelists just gave me so much language to just, to describe the feelings that I have or the stuff that I was reading or interacting, the research that I was doing, it just gave me a different language. And I feel like I always learned something new. You, you mentioned that um, you would like to start your own publication. If people want to read the articles that you wrote, your coverage of the Crossing Bridges Summit, uh, where can they find those? Is the newspaper online? Yeah. Rosemary, what's the URL? I know it's sites.psu.edu. Slash. G-A-Z-E-T-T-E. Um, and the students are always in the process of updating them, but they can go in there and search Alicia's name and find all of the stories that she's written. So you can search by her name, uh, T-A-R-V-E-R. You can even search by her last name. And uh, and you can do that. So sites, S-I-T-E-S dot P-S-U dot E-D-U slash G-A-Z-E-T-T-E, and that will take you to the online site. Um, We're transitioning that site right now from one person who's been maintaining it to the next person. So we're, um, we're, uh, you may not see something right on the main page, um, but actually Alicia will be uh, continuing as long as she's interested in doing so. Uh, We welcome her writing, but she has um, also volunteered to continue to follow the Crossing Bridges Summit um, 
even as an employee, and we will put her writing in the paper as well. So we welcome that. Even some students who've graduated can do that. But we do welcome them to go to the site and, uh, and, and take a look and search by her name, and you'll see all the things that she's written. Her columns that she wrote um, on uh, Black women's health and her personal experiences as well. So she has a lot of, uh, a lot of content there, and a lot of it is very um, powerful content uh, and very... Um, honest content. And I think that's what the um, the judges saw in her writing um, uh, was a, a way to tell the story and to make people think about what it was she was trying to explain to them. We are out of time, unfortunately. Our guests this morning have been Alicia Tarver. She's a member of the class of 2021 at Penn State Greater Allegheny. She is now a Greater Allegheny employee, uh, but she is the winner of the first Diverse Student Journalist Award from the Pennsylvania News Media Association uh, for her writing for the Penn State Greater Allegheny newspaper, The Gazette. Uh, Also on the line with us this morning uh, has been Rosemary Martinelli, lecturer in communications and the advisor for The Gazette, Penn State Greater Allegheny's newspaper. You can find Alicia's articles and all of the articles are written by the student and volunteer journalists at the Gazette by going to sites.psu.edu slash Gazette. Alicia, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Thanks for having me, Jason. And Rosemary, thank you as well for, for taking some time to talk with us this morning. And thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's an honor to be on with a student. It's what I do. And I, I, it just gives me, inspires me, gives me great, great good feelings in the heart. And I mean that truly. So, um, Alicia knows how much we uh, we appreciate getting a chance to work together. And um, that's why we do what we do. And thank you all for listening this morning to Two Rivers 30 Minutes broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. On Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, and Tube City Online Radio. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.